G'day, my name's Tino Beth, and this is the Quantum Feedback Podcast, episode number 17. Welcome to the Quantum Feedback Podcast, where together we'll explore the bridge between science and spirituality, translate the messages of the divine, and play the infinite game to live, love, and learn life lessons. I'm your host, Tino Beth. Let's dial in to quantum feedback. Welcome to the show. G'day. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you fit in the category of being a change maker, a truth seeker, someone that feels this this calling to to make a difference in the world and to like really transform the world by being the example of what you want to see. Now, if that is who you are, if that is what you resonate with, then I want to introduce you to the Academy, the pilot program that we're launching in 2020. Now, this is something new. This is something that I have not done. This is an experiment. This is a chance for us to co-create, collaborate, and create this brand new way of being in our lives. So I'm looking for 10 go-getters, for 10 change makers who want to master their reality so they can start embodying the change they want to see in the world, they want to see in humanity before Christmas in 2020. So if that is you, if, if you fit into that category, you must be willing to look at your shit. You must be willing to be ready to take the action that you need to take towards the alignment of your own self-actualization, your, your higher self. you got to have the desire to break free of the bullshit programming of society because that is the cancer of the planet, really, and to step into more of your own self-awareness state and really just being ready to step up and make an impact. And obviously... If that's you and you're on the cusp, on the tipping point of this life, then, you know, you've got to be coachable. You've got to be able to take in new information, integrate that and process that and then output that information, you know, so that you're creating the change. You're being the change. And if that is you, then I want you to go onto Instagram right now, go to Quantum Feedback and direct message me, be the change, because that is is the pathway that we're going on to initiate this pilot program. So thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you where we create this experiential reality together. So head over to Instagram at Quantum Feedback and direct message me, be the change, and I'll be in touch. Today's guest on the show is Sarah Painter. Sarah, I met uh, a number of years ago at a coffee shop when I was actually doing the work to decode and understand the, the feedback loop of karma when I was working on this project of how do I code karma into a video game. Now, as we got talking in this coffee shop during this time in our lives... 
it sparked a resonance because she seemed like an inspirational go-getter, like someone that was going places and about to do something magnificent, something crazy, something adventurous. And this is really us going full circle on this interaction and, you know, looking back and seeing the, the life transformative journey that she's been on and also, you know, understanding the power of following that calling, following that that what makes you feel aligned, what what gives you that sense of bliss. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Sarah Painter. Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining me on the podcast. And um, I really just want to give a little bit of context to our listeners because I met you probably like 2014, 2013, this is like sort of going back to the beginning of my journey with quantum feedback. I was going to this cafe called The Roadhouse and you were working at that cafe at the time and, you know, we got chatting a little bit and there was like some sort of resonance there and that's, that's where I was doing this creative work. Like I was like full on just in my own bubble doing my creative work, which now we're talking about the result of that, which is quantum feedback and you can go and see everything that I'm doing on Instagram and, and all the other spaces online. But yeah, I really just want to connect with you again. You know, what is it? Six years later, seven years later to hear about your journey, what you've been doing, because it seems like you've just been on this nonstop travel vagabonding experience of learning and growing and developing yourself. And, you know, I feel like I've been missing some of that juice. Um, but you know, let's let's dive in and, and um, explore this this journey of of um, you know becoming. So I love that. I love that you said uh, becoming actually, because I was just um, in the school holidays that that have just gone. I've been running a series of workshops for for teens' personal development, and the name was becoming me. Mm-hmm. And so it's so fascinating you said that because I think it's such a powerful way to describe yeah, this whole experience that you and I are both on. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And um, yeah, so we would have met 2000, early probably 2013. And the last time I was living in Byron Bay full time was in uh, 2000, the very start of 2015 is when I left on my big adventure. But prior to that, I went to uh, Central America for five months and went on a big backpacking adventure um, all the way from California down to Mexico and then just drizzled our way on a shoestring budget, like on chicken buses with like a million locals, chickens, goats, all the rest of it, um, with a couple of my best friends from South Australia. And that trip was really, um, I was actually reading The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. And so but prior to that, I'd never been exposed to personal development before. Like my parents aren't into it. I'd never been exposed to it before. And then a friend just before I left on this trip gave me that book. And I was kind of like, who's this dude? Like I've never, you know, I'm just completely raw. And (laughs) anyway, so over that five months, I slowly read the book. Like it's one of those books where you need to kind of just read part part by part and just let it absorb and things just come up along the way. And because we were spending so much time on buses and train, like not trains, sorry, just buses and just like long rides in the back of utes and who knows what else. And so I was reading this book and it was just literally hitting home for me. And 
at that point in time, I was 22 years old and I thought that I'd have everything figured out by then. And it it wasn't really shaping up as I'd planned. (laughs) So I went on this big trip and I was like, you know what, when I come home, I'm going to get a serious job. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start, you know, doing what I thought I'd do after going to university and all those things. Um, But yeah, that trip really changed my life dramatically. I basically got home and I was like, that was such a beautiful experience for me and I but it's not enough I want more and so at that point in time I really made a declaration to myself that I was going to spend the rest of my 20s exploring myself and exploring the world um so that's what I did I just I got home from Central America I got I was working three jobs seven days a week I managed to save up $15,000 in four months and I left. I went to New Zealand for three months and then I went to Europe and worked on the soup yachts for a few years and backpacked uh, Southeast Asia and all sorts of stuff in between. Um, But, yeah, for me it really started off with just this unsatiable curiosity to find out who I am and the purpose of life and my role within it basically. And my way of doing that was to travel because I just had this little taste tester in in Central America, just the people that I met, the cultures that I was exploring, the food I was eating, the, the, the most like crazy situations you get yourself in that just make you feel like pinching yourself. You're like, is this even real? Like how, how am I here right now? Um, so yeah, it's been a wild journey, that's for sure. And I never would have thought that um, I would be going down this route, I guess, if you know what I mean. Like I don't know anyone who's spiritual really. I never grew up like that at all. I grew up in a very atheist, very sceptical household. Um, and so they, my dad still laughs at me now. He thinks I'm so woo-woo, which I, I am, but I'm very practical as well. Um, but, yeah, it's been amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's so nice. It's like um, that travel bug, that travel bug that gives you, you know, like there's a whole bunch of like data and perspectives and insights to compare and contrast you like life to. I mean, I grew up in a small town, so um, I think I got the travel bug early when I was traveling with my parents. And that gave me that insight that sort of you got. But you did it on a whole different level, like as a young person growing up today, especially in today's climate. And I mean, maybe we're growing up in a situation where people don't have that opportunity anymore to, to travel and to go out into, into the unknown in that sort of real way. What are your thoughts on that? Like, is it gone forever? This, you know, vagabonding, do you think they're going to shut down the border, keep them closed and, all that sort of stuff, or it's going to be, you know, when if you're if you're a true vagabond, you're going to find a way. Yeah, for sure. And I don't think vagabonding has to necessarily be like overseas or like you know exactly as you said. You'll make it happen, however which way. You know what I mean? Um, like I've been home now for the past five months. It'll be five months by the time I leave next Wednesday. I'm going up to Byron Bay, which is usually where I'm based when I'm in a in Australia. So right now I'm home in Port Lincoln, South Australia, which is literally 
in the asshole of Australia. Like it's it's in the middle of nowhere, but it's the most beautiful place. Like like geographically, I'm talking. <laughs> um, but so it's this is the first time I've spent this much time home in 12 years. I haven't lived under the same roof as my family for the last 12 years. And now we're all home together in this house that we grew up in. And as we were saying before, like um, before we before we started recording, is that it's just been the most beautiful healing, regroup, recalibrate experience for me. I've had so many realizations, so many memories from childhood, so many observations from why I am like I am kind of thing, which is what I've been really delving into the past couple of years is really like my mind and really trying to reprogram my mind in such a way that it works for me, not um, I'm working for my mind type thing in like behavioral patterns and all that kind of stuff. Um, But as far as the whole vagabonding thing goes, I think the next couple of years overseas for sure, I'm not, well, for me, it's like I'm meant to be living in the United States right now. I'm supposed to be back in Miami. I have like a whole nother life in Miami, like waiting for me over there. I work for a nonprofit as a humanitarian, um, working in disaster relief. I have, you know, a huge um, community over there. I have, you know, a whole life waiting for me over there. So I'm kind of in this like limbo do I kind of, is it is it really unsafe to go back there for like two years? Because if so, like I need to kind of settle here for a bit and really work on my business and like, you know, do all this other stuff. Or do I like take a risk and go back to Miami and, you know, really start helping out with COVID? And then it's, it's so I'm in a bit of a limbo space right now, but I've kind of, I think I've decided to stay here in Australia at least till the end of the year and then reassess after that. So I'll head back up to Byron Bay, which is where... Um, I have family up there, so that, that was my initial draw to there. As soon as I graduated high school, I moved up there with them, which was my first experience living away from home, which is a whole nother uh, story because I was a very sheltered, insecure, um, ignorant young woman. Now that I look back in hindsight, I'm sure like, you know, other people, I'm not sure what they think, but now the person that I was then to the person I am now is just like, so crazy I've evolved at such a rapid pace thank god um but yeah I came from a very small town too Port Lincoln I think has about I think it was about 14,000 people growing up 12,000 something like that so um but I still love I still very much love Port Lincoln I love small towns but growing up in a small town does has it does have its pros and cons like everywhere um but being that, you know, very rural, small town, everyone knows everyone. There can be a lot of judgments, a lot of that, um, what do they call the crab in the bucket thing where people who might be succeeding and then, I don't know, it's a weird concept. But or poppy syndrome. <laughs> I'd, for me, yeah, yeah, essentially that, and which is so common in Australia. And now that I've lived away, I, I realise it so much more and I see it so much more especially living in America where everyone's just boasting about who they are and what they're good at. And, you know, if you don't represent yourself and you don't talk about what you've done, then people don't think you've done anything. Like they are just like I learned how to negotiate and how to sell myself and stuff over in America because they know how to do it. So <laughs> that's an, that was a really beautiful um, skill that I learned over there, which I learned from the best because I was working as a personal assistant for um, a very famous high-profile trader, like stock trader. 
So he's like the modern day Wolf of Wall Street over there. So living in his home and experiencing working for him in a day-to-day lifestyle was, uh, yes, it was an experience and a half, that's for sure. Yeah. Amazing. A <laughs> couple of questions. I like, what do you think, um, you know, young people living in small towns um, can do to combat that? Because we're all, we're all, particularly more isolated in this day and age um, with COVID and stuff like that. Like, and, and you having gone full circle and returned, you know, gone on that hero's journey and then returned home, like, you know, what's, what are the, you know, what's the pinnacle of the iceberg, so to speak, of the wisdom of, of your adventures out there? I would say just start experimenting. Like I dedicated my 20s to exploring and experimenting. I, had, I finished university and had no bloody idea who I am, what I want, what I'm good at. I was just literally like, shoot, I've accomplished what I thought I'd accomplished. I don't want to do that. I've, you know, I finished this uni, uni degree and I don't. Yeah, it was really fun. I made it in festival and event management and this is at a time where this is at the pinnacle of music festivals. Like Adelaide alone had like 10 music festivals, huge music festivals every year. So I was like partying, you know, going to having like AAA passes at all these festivals, like going backstage and like all this stuff. So I, I accomplished all that I wanted to accomplish, but then I was kind of like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like what the hell? And it wasn't a waste of time by any means because I met amazing people. I lived on campus and just had the best time. You know, it really um, helped transition me into being self-reliant and like responsible for myself, if you know what I mean, because I had to cook for myself, clean for myself, all that kind of stuff. You don't really have to do when you're at home. Like I had chores and stuff like that, but I never had to solely rely on myself. So it was a fantastic experience and I wouldn't, I don't regret it at all, but I just, I ended it and I was like, oh boy, got to, got to make another plan here. Um, So what I would say for younger people right now in this landscape is to go local. Like what can you do locally? How can you volunteer? How can you contribute to the community either in your, I would say even try and go outside of your area if you can, like not far, even if it's just to a different town or to a different you know you have to it depends where you are and what the restrictions are um but I would just say get out there and explore try something new how can you contribute like if you love working with animals can you go to your local RSPCA or somewhere that needs your help potentially or if you like try and use whatever you're interested in to help others and just meet different people because the more people you meet and the more you put yourself out there the more you're going to learn about yourself and what you like and the more that you'll meet people who will broaden your perspective and also every, pretty much every job I've got has been through someone that I know. So it's not, for me, for my life personally, it's been a lot about who I know, not what I know. So I'm always definitely encouraging people to just get out there and, and meet as many people and, even like hitting people up on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever you like, whatever you like to go to, um, start a podcast, you know, start like doing whatever you can to start experimenting to see what you're good at, what you like, what you enjoy and what you're helping others. Like, have you heard of the Akai, Akai I don't know if that's how you say it. It's the, it's the Japanese formula for finding your purpose. It's the reason for being. 
I'm a huge fan of that. And so if you can experiment and explore as a means to find out you're a Kaige, boom, you're set. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> totally. Um, I, <laughs> I just, also I just would agree like, with um, you totally. Yeah, and even like finding a mentor, I would say, cool. and that doesn't have to necess- necessarily be um, like a one-on-one person in your neighbourhood or your city or your town. It could be just someone who inspires you on Instagram, who has the same values as you, who maybe enjoys helping people. It could be an author from a book. Like start just like absorbing like a sponge as much info as you can um, in the direction that you want to go because then you'll find out if that if that really is the direction that you want to go in. For example, when I I was like, completely certain that that's what I wanted to do with my life be a festival and event management I'm really organized I'm very social blah 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 blah. and then I finished three years three years of university and also working for the main event festival and event management like there was four people in the head office I was one of them so I worked for them I literally got to experience what it would be like to be in that role and I figured out at the end that's not what I wanted to do. But I had to physically go and do it and experience it to learn that it, that it wasn't what I wanted to do. So, yeah, I'm just a big fan of, you know, putting yourself out there. Take action. That's the best thing you can do. Like I know fear holds so many people back of all ages. But the more I feel if you can start planting seeds when you're younger and start putting yourself out there and just getting out of your comfort zone, It'll really start, you get to, you get momentum. And then as you get older, that fear starts to kind of drop away because you've already started planting the seeds and put yourself out there more when you're younger. But it's never too late in saying that. <laughs> totally. <clears throat> and and I'd, I'd add one thing to that, and that is, you know, this, this notion of going on the journey, going on the hero's journey, popularized by Joseph Campbell, which is, you know, clearly like this archetypal journey that you've just been on by going traveling for what was it, 12 years, traveling for 12 years and not returning home to then finally now return home and, you know, ha- be flooded with all these messages and realizations and gifts and potentialities and, you know, from all these different perspectives and insights and comparisons and, you know, experiences that you've had. It's like this really rewarding um, enriching you know experience to go out you know and even if it's just a local endeavor like what you're saying to experiment and to go out into the local thing do something that you that takes your fancy um 100 second everything you're saying there so um and and that's really the only way you can find your purpose um, yeah, exactly. Like you're not going to find your purpose sitting at home in the couch every night watching Big Brother and stuff like that. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying like if you're really a seeker like we are, if you are really wanting meaning, true meaning, true purpose, um, fulfilment, it's not going to come easy and it's not going to come by being lazy kind of thing. Um, but it's funny, I often um, relate to my journey with the hero's journey and I was actually teaching the kids in the workshop that's the first the first lesson I went through with them because it's so important and just that small little perception shift can change everything when you stop 
um, looking at life through a perfectionist illusion that, you know, things you're, for example, your mindset. I have a fixed mindset and my abilities and my skills are fixed. You know, if I'm dumb, I'm dumb. If I'm not pretty, I'm not pretty. If I'm blah, blah, blah. Or you can be like, think of life as a journey, as an experiment, as a never-ending journey to of an adventure. That's the way I literally, I literally think of life as the biggest adventure and everything is an adventure to me. So I, I've kind of let go of that perfectionism, perfectionist in me to have everything figured out, to have everything certain and to have, you know, my life figured out because it's just COVID. Hello. No one saw this coming. No one has control over it. There's things we can control and there's things that we can't. And the more you can kind of roll with the ebbs and flows of life, the happier you'll be, the healthier you'll be, the more sane you'll be. And just, yeah, that's, and this is coming from a, I was a huge control, control freak, like so gnarly. Um, my dad's like a really a raging perfectionist, which has its benefits. Don't get me wrong because I, I, I hold myself to such a high standard because of him. And, but that also paralyzed me with starting new things and with getting, I never wanted to get things wrong. So I would not do them because I didn't think I could do it perfectly. So learning how to balance that out was a really powerful thing for me that I've just appreciate so much because it gives me so much more sanity and just a peace of mind, I guess you could say. But yeah, The Hero's Journey, um, there's a pretty good documentary on YouTube I recommend for anyone who's interested. Um, yeah, it's an amazing perception shift. Yep. So um, is that like um, Meeting Joe? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, yeah Finding Joe. I finding think. Joe, finding yeah. Finding or Meeting. I'm one of those. Finding Joe. It's yeah. Finding Joe, not Meeting Joe. <laughs> <laughs> You meet Joe when you find him. <laughs> you do. I was wondering, um, was there any any time on your adventure when you were like, oh, my God, I've bitten off too much that I can chew? Like on your journey, oh with, God, was it <laughs> that fear? <laughs> was it like, was there any time when you're like, oh, my God, this one time, like the fear got me and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, definitely plenty of times. Like in different scales, in different ways. Um, but yeah. So one that comes to mind is actually so when I was at uni, I did six uh, a six months exchange in Manchester. And that was kind of my first that was the first I'd been to Bali once before for like a week or two weeks or something. But the, my Manchester trip was the first time I'd been overseas by myself. And I spent two months traveling with four other people that I knew in Europe. And then I got to Manchester and I'd just been to Festival, which is like this big festival in the Isle of Wight. And that, this was the weekend before I started uni. So I caught, I was so hungover, tired, whatever, from this big festival. I got to Manchester and I literally remember getting into my room and just like crying that night being like, oh my God, I'm so homesick. Like, what have I done? Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, <laughs> just absolutely like freaking out because I didn't know anyone. Um, this is the first time I'd been by myself. And I was on the other side of the world. It was cold. It was, 
you know, I fully was just like, I've bitten off way too much and I, I so want to go home. And I just remember like crying to my mom and she was just like, you know, like hang in there. You've only just got there. See how this week goes, you know, doing the mum thing. But that, that definitely comes to mind when you say that. And also working on the super yachts, a few, there was a definitely a few occasions where I was less just, no, this is not, not where I want to be right now. Because, um, you know, you're living on a boat with all these different personalities, people from all over the world who have their own way of doing things. Sometimes the guests aren't particularly the nicest people. There's just situations that happen where you're just like, no, nah, I can't. But now, you know, you realise after a while that these are all learning experiences. And, yeah, it's just people are, you're, people are a mirror for you. So when you can start to pick apart and analyse why you're getting triggered, then it's really a huge learning experience for you and you can then improve yourself from there. Mm. Um, okay, one more. So when I was in Miami working as a, pers- as a personal assistant, there was definitely, you know, he's like the most demanding person ever, wants things yesterday, um, all the rest of it. He's like, yeah, just a crazy human being. So there was plenty of times where I was just like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? <sighs> Breathe. And I was like, I've got to quit. I can't do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, like, I'm by myself. Like, I just rely on someone else to do these things. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, everything always ends up working out. You find a way and then you surprise yourself and you're like, damn, go girl. You know, then you boost your confidence because you're like, okay, I did it. Or maybe you'll be like, okay, I could do this next time. I freaked out. Everything's fine. (laughs) But yeah, plenty of those moments. Mm, Totally. Um, just got distracted with the whole notion of, um, you know, being in the, you know, in the belly of the whale, you know, if we're using that hero's journey metaphor and, <laughs> and getting lost in there and really being, feeling that overwhelm. But now since you're home again and you've returned back to South Australia, I'm really curious to hear, you know, what are the gifts that are bubbling up for you? Like, because, you know, I fundamentally believe that the hero's journey is a way of life. It's like, it's so fundamentally a way of life that if, if, if your life situation isn't the way you want it to be, you just have to go on a hero's journey. And it, and it really doesn't matter which one it is, but it just means you have to go out into the unknown and really confront that, that um, you know, the, the edge of where your comfort zone is you know where it ends and you have to go out there and to the point where you don't look back and then you know to the point where you go oh my god question everything go oh my god this is terrible what have i done um get me back get me back to my comfort zone quick to the point where you go oh my god it wasn't so bad you know i developed capabilities along the way i realized things about myself along the way to then, you know, feel that little bit of transformation to then keep you going. And you've been going for a while. And I'm so fascinated to hear about, you know, what's coming up for you in the next, you know, three to 15 months. And sort of like, 
what's you what you know where are you steering your ship from here because it's it's an inspirational life path and you know catching you know i feel like catching you at your return to home visit is going to be like amazing especially because when i saw you the first time i was like you're just about to embark and like those well the, on some level you're just about to embark and um yeah i'm just interested to see where it's all going or or to get the vision of what you're what you're doing and what you're what you see the problems in the world and what you're how you're going to address them in your life oh for sure that's a really amazing question um yeah, the homecoming for me, there's been so many gifts on so many different levels, like personal, um, especially personal. Um, as I'm reaching, so I'm like on this journey essentially to self-actualization. That's where I'm headed. That is my North Star. That's where I want to be. And I know that's a never-ending journey. Um, but I do things like Vipassana and ayahuasca and psychedelic things and these other things that I love to do that help me get that little inch closer and help me learn more about myself and more about the world and my role in it, um, essentially. And intuition as well has been a huge thing for me because I used to, I've always kind of been very intuitive. It's kind of in my nature in horoscopes and that kind of stuff, but I would always um, ignore it and I would always self-sabotage myself essentially. But now I'm so in tune with my intuition and with the way life works, I guess you could say, that I'm kind of, I feel like instead of like paddling upstream my entire, <laughs> my entire life, I'm now like kicking back on a boat, like in the sunshine with someone else like paddling me around Venice. That's literally how I feel in life right now. Like I've completely surrendered to whatever the universe has in store in comparison to me like 10 years ago or even five years ago, like paddling for dear life up all the wrong currents and, you know, rivers. So I'm, I just feel so at peace now with whatever happens is meant to be. Whether I worry about it or not, it's not going to make a difference. I'm only creating stress and, and disease in my body by stressing about it. So let go, you know, you're guided kind of thing. So I have full, complete trust in the process, in the universe, all that kind of stuff, which has been a huge, oh, like, I feel like I can take, take a deep breath now, if you know what I mean. So that's been a huge gift and a blessing over the past year, I'd say, but it feels like it's really coming to a head, especially now with COVID, because even for me trying to wrap my head around okay, I had a whole year of travel plans, but now I can no longer do any of it. I was supposed to be at Burning Man for my 30th. I was meant to be, you know, I had all these amazing things, going to Bali, going to India, going doing more Vipassanas, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting at home where I started. So that whole journey into letting go for me was in itself a huge experience that I'm now just kind of coming to the end to and I'm like, it's actually been such a blessing in disguise because I've also got to spend a lot of time with a dear friend of mine who um, was diagnosed with breast cancer at the start of the year. So being with her and supporting her through this past five months of chemo, she's getting a double mastectomy uh, in a few weeks. So that in itself for me has just been such a blessing to be here with her. Um, 
But yeah, so for the future, it's hard, it's hard to say, but my general vision and what I've been working towards, what I've discovered that I'm working towards over the past, I'd say year essentially, is that I really am good at and I thrive in an environment where I'm helping people. So that's why I've, I'm kind of a, I'm a humanitarian in a few different ways. In I love working in disaster relief, so going in after hurricanes and earthquakes and stuff like that, being like the first organisation on ground, helping people with aid, medical, all the rest of it. It's like an apocalypse and like it's just absolute chaos, but I'm like the calm amidst the storm. And I can bring my counselling, my mindfulness, my all of that stuff I bring with me. And so that's definitely in the future something that I want to dedicate a lot of my time to is that kind of thing, which is why I need to be in Miami. The other part of it is I love helping people with their lives, essentially helping them transition from where they are now to where they want to be. Because one of my, my mediums, who is also like my life coach, she calls me the queen of evolution. Like I'm really good at evolving, I guess you could say, and like helping people with transitions. Um, and I just love it. Like I, I kind of have fallen into this to the point where I'm like, oh, well, I'm here now and I really enjoy it. Like let's keep going with it and see what happens. So now I'm kind of building up my skill set, building up my strategies and really starting to formulate programs, online courses, workshops, all that kind of stuff. So if we go back to the hero's journey, I'm now back with the golden elixir and now I'm at the point where I'm about to share it with people. So, yeah, as I, I, none of this was my plan at all, <laughs> but here we are and I'm surrendered, I'm letting go and um, I'm excited for the future and also lots more travel. I, I want to have a family and I want to do all those things, but traveling is just so deeply ingrained in me now that I just, you know, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. And I know that doesn't work for a lot of people, but for me it's, I thrive and I'm at my best when I'm constantly in, you know, change and adventure. I've got things to look forward to and, I, you know, travelling just ticks all those boxes for me. Amazing. So one last question before we head off and really want to thank you, um, you know, for sharing these insights with us. But what's the most radical thing you've done in the last few months since you've been home? Ooh, good question. Um, radical. This isn't the most radical place, but a fun thing I actually did on the weekend is, um, have you been to, have you heard of Coffins Bay? Do I've you like of, oysters? I've heard of <laughs> Coffins Bay. I do like oysters. Yeah, it's an amazing little bay about half an hour from Port Lincoln. And I actually went for my sister's birthday. We went on a oyster farm tour so you go out you put waders on and you truck out you like walk through the water out to an original oyster farm lease thing and they've made it into like this little bar restaurant area so your feet are in the water you're sitting just above the water you're in waders and they do this whole you know speech about the history of, of coffins bay about oysters where they come from all that kind of stuff they teach you how to shuck and that was an amazing experience it really was um, we also, I do love a good dress up. So we had a bit of an op shop golf party day out at Coffins Bay last weekend and hired this big, amazing retreat, outback retreat house. And yeah, no, I'm, I, 
one thing I really want to do here one day is do the shark cage diving, but I just, I love the ocean so much. I love surfing and I'm just, I'm really terrified that if I went to do that and I saw sharks in real life, I would, because right now I'm not that scared of it. Like, you know, I'm just like, whatever, but I'm scared if I saw it in real life and I'd be like, never want to go on the ocean again. Mm. Um, but when we got to Byron, I'm also going to do the hot air ballooning. I've been wanting to do that for years and also go skydiving. Two of my things I want to do straight away. Skydiving, yeah. I did yeah. the iFly recently and that was amazing. It's kind of like skydiving but you're just in a, in a building, in a wind tunnel essentially. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep, it, yep, yep. It's like my favourite thing already. <laughs> yeah, I did that in Miami and it was so fun. Like, yeah, I'd never heard of it before but that's awesome. Very cool. So, Sarah, tell us where people can find you on the internet and how they can stay in touch and follow your journey. Sure. Thank you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Gypsesa. You can email me at sp at sarahpainter.com and then my website is also sarahpainter.com and I also have a Facebook fan page, uh, which is Sarah Painter Life Alchemy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to catch up with you again, Tino. Awesome. Hopefully we'll see you up in on the East Coast in the next few months. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be up on the East Coast, especially during COVID. Yes. Perfect. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Quantum Feedback Podcast at www.quantumfeedback.org.